welcome to Talking Walking, hosted by Andrew Stuck from Rethinking Cities and the Museum of Walking. Talking Walking brings you interviews with people from the world of walking, artists, activists, professionals, and those of us have a passion for just taking a walk. Anna Lurton is a Belgian academic working across a number of disciplines, including commercial journalism and non-fiction writing, theatre, change management, and philosophy. Her interests include teaching by wandering, creating collective confusion amongst her students, and encouraging flexible gazing of the layers of daily life, all of which is engendered through walking. Influenced as much by American war correspondent Martha Gellhorn as by German philosopher and cultural critic Walter Benjamin, she teaches wandering as a discipline, through which she has defined four pillars of walking. With only a narrow window of time in our busy schedules, we meet outside Tate Modern in London on a busy and crowded summer Saturday, having to record snatches of our conversation when we find quieter places. The interview opens with me asking her to explain each of the four pillars. I, what I really liked was the way you had sort of captured so concisely the four pillars of walking. Yeah, the four pillars. I think I have more now, but uh, one of the most important things to start with is to um, observe very well and attentiveness or paying attention uh, from the moment on when you start to walk as a as a child. You are carefully putting your one foot next to the other and you try to balance and this is maybe even the second thing so balancing and observing and finding your own perspective but not like in a very individual way but in harmony with the outside with the floor with the, with the neighborhood with the others uh, and this is so beautiful you're in the moment uh, observing what's around you. Observing, with a, but with a very specific attentiveness because you, uh, you have to balance your body at the same time and you have to uh, be aware of what is surrounding you but uh, in the same time, yeah, I think you make a song with everything, with human and non-being, non-human beings that are around you. So it's composition of your daily life, in fact. Uh, not only balancing your body, but also balancing your mind. Do you want to know where you are going to or not? Uh, are you just wandering around or do you have a goal? And uh, I think this brings me to the, I call it also a very important pillar. Uh, it's the imaginative act of walking. Uh, it sounds maybe very strange but I think that that by walking uh, and walking around your imagination finds a new kind of language you don't have to talk it's not necessary but you can you don't have to sing but you can uh, you don't have to draw immediately but you are doing so many things in one time by looking around you and this is really um, for me like a uh, a ground like uh, where imagination grows not as a windmill but really as a, a kind of crib maybe where it can go and go away and come back so this is 
for me a second pillar. But I have to admit that for me it's difficult to talk now in this, maybe in this period of thinking about walking and doing it, about pillars. I think that it provokes a lot of alternative ways of grounding, not in pillars or in maybe in architecture, but then more as a web. Uh, I'm really obsessed by, yeah, really obsessed by spider webs and the way they, I find them back in mythology or in um, religions or uh, in ways of, of narratives, how uh, the spider web um, is such a beautiful building that goes from there to there to there to there not in linear ways but in a way of also like a very thin line from one knot to another knot uh, very sensible very vulnerable but it is there and the strength of vulnerability i think this is for me now it became or from the, for the web making a web uh, it is it goes together with walking really the strength of yeah, because you are vulnerable, you are you, you have just your body, there is rain, there can be a car, there can be anything. But it has a, a very very special strength that I compare with the spider web. So we, do we have to reject the third and fourth pillars? What's this? I think often in four pillars and this is observation, imagination, analysis and concepts. They are uh, a circle. You can't go first to the concepts and then to the observation. You always have to start with the observation. This is not only for walking. This, these four pillars are really for me for learning uh, and for thinking and doing. So also for walking. So when you have then the third pillar that is uh, analysis, like uh, it's looking around very carefully and seeing the different layers not only what the situation is called the psychogeography, but it's also seeing the layers of your own gaze. Like uh, we walked by a, a truck, and there was a. You look into the into the truck, and you see two men, and then you think about their lives. Or, I mean, you when you look around you, in in this world, while walking, and everything is passing by. You see different layers. It's a kind of archive, an oceanic, oceanic archive of images. So this is for me analysis. Uh, but also together with, I don't think there is analysis without imagination, without observation. Um, and also this is so beautiful when you walk. I have it. Uh, I want to explore and to analyze is a way of exploring even when the door is closed, but you see a little bit of light inside, you, you have look inside, it's analysis, no? So you're curious? Of course, yeah. Intrigued yeah. by what's going on around you? Yeah, yeah. And it's certainly something that walking just offers us, doesn't it, as yeah. walkers? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's not something you can do when you drive by in a car and there's a door open. <laughs> you, can't, yeah, yeah. you can't stop yeah. and uh, peer inside. Yeah, yeah, and you have such a different... No, such a lot of ways of analysis, like what anthropologists call hanging out, what I really like. So you just, you can sit down and have a look and walk further. 
and then are uh, standing still and looking in a certain window in a house or even follow your own lines. I once did a walk from the center of Brussels to uh, Gasbeek. This is the place where Brugge used to work, the painter. And it's a walk of two and a half hours. I really like to do it. And it's really from the city center to the outside skirts of Brussels. And uh, I just followed the lights that were like in the city that were still on. It was during the night in children's rooms like this. Then we have this little. Uh, all yeah. these little things, uh, pop, uh, puppets, and, and this is beautiful. So you have your own lines, and it's an, an analysis that is also humble. You see that there are layers, and um, they give you something. And then the fourth is the conceptualization. Only on, on the end comes, comes the concept, but it's nice to think, uh, not to believe in concepts, but try to find a word that is making a tapestry of everything you were busy with weaving. Uh, and this is maybe the concept. Uh, and also walking brings you that, because when you, even when you were just wandering around, at the end you made, uh, you made a pattern in the street or in your life or with your feet or, uh, or in, the, yeah, in, in the woods or in the forest. Uh, yeah, I call that a concept thing, something that brings everything together, but it can also explode the next morning and go to another concept. You, you've been involved in teaching walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Maybe, or teaching by walking. Yeah, by wondering, because I start, always start my course uh, by saying, I mentioned the four pillars, and then I say that I want to confuse people. And I really think it's very important to confuse each other, uh, also to confuse myself. But together, it's a collective confusion. Uh, because you try to find in the end, and this is the pattern or the concept, always something that brings back something together. But then you had a journey of discovering, and that's better. Learning is something, or knowledge is something else than wisdom. And I came into teaching by... Uh, I did a lot of journalism and um, in fact it was non-fiction writing because I studied philosophy and theatre and then literature and then I wanted to make literature outside the library or outside the office uh, and uh, I thought uh, one of my big examples was Marta Gelhorn. She uh, did a lot of war writing, living and talking with normal people during wars. That brought me outside the university uh, to see the the world like a, like a like like books or a library. So uh, I, I always enjoyed it to be in very different places and to find different stories and to make these stories. So it was not it was more non-fiction writing than journalism, I think. But I had freedom to do whatever I wanted, so this is a big freedom. And then at a certain moment I discovered that uh, this way of working was becoming more difficult in commercial journalism or in journalism, and that a lot of young uh, students, uh, documentary makers, photographers, performers, were working 
as I was working for years. So I found my new family. Uh, so I came to teaching and then, then I thought, yeah, I have to go out with everyone. So it became a walking class or a wandering class. I had a, a, a research group that was called Wandering as a Discipline about Attention. Uh, a little bit for everyone, also for managers or people who want to think with a flexible gaze. Because I think wandering and walking gives you that very flexible gaze. Tell us a little bit more about the wandering as a group. So this was a, a group uh, that you, you brought together of other yeah, artists. Yeah, it was and me and a, a performance artist. So we decided to make a research out of it about what was wandering. This was a long time ago, I think 10 years ago. And at that time, it was a, for a lot of people, they were confused by it. They said, yeah, but is it walking or is it strolling? Because everyone knows Walter Benjamin and what are you doing? And he said, no, it's just going outside and have a look what's happening there. Uh, but by walking and meeting other people in cities, but also in nature. And what do we do? So, and it's body work, but it's also mental work. It's a way of thinking and it's a way of doing. And how can we bring this together? And so we did this for four years and uh, we made a performance to bring the city into the theater. What would this give? On the scene, there was, there were, there was no division between the audience and uh, the performers. Nobody knew who was performing. So at the end, we were like all performing. It, like when you were walking in a city, you can also see it as a performance. Uh, and uh, this was just after the, the bombings in uh, Brussels, so uh, after the terrorist attacks. Uh, so there was a lot of awareness of how chaotic a city can become, in, like in one hour. Really, yeah, I, I live in Brussels, so I, I experienced it. Uh, and but how also people, by working together, immediately make a new order. Or as a writer, I was on the Tahrir Square in Egypt, and this this demonstrations of protest they really started very peacefully. I remember that I told my Egyptian friends it's like Woodstock here. No, it's like playing music and uh, people making food and uh, collecting the garbage together. But suddenly there was this aggression, and then it really struck me how a mass of people, vulnerable because walking or sitting, uh, can reorganize uh, themselves immediately. So this was also this wondering, but also as how, what do you do with this attention of not knowing what and how do you bring it together, like making a new note. So we worked on that, and then I decided to explore it more and more. Uh, what this wondering was, and also in the sense of not knowing, but always to bring, I think, new kinds of patterns. And I also use this uh, wondering by walking, but by walking, uh, how it can help you for managers in change management and to connect again with themselves, but also with others. And for students, especially uh, art students, to a uh, new kind of writing and researching. So, uh, how do you delve into something? There is this old-fashioned way of uh, researching, like thinking from the concept, and then you analyze, and then you 
but it's the other way around. And it also has a lot to do with dramaturgy, of course. When I studied theater, I was really into the dramaturgy of the of the banal or the daily. But I really like the word banal. It looks so simple, but it's so interesting. So it became also a course in, in different kinds of writing, uh, singing also. So I think this walking and wandering brought me a lot of joy, but a lot of insight in, in, uh, in what I think about philosophy. It's not a philosophy about walking, but it's really while walking or while wondering, explore new ways of thinking. And in the 80s, I had a very good teacher who teached me the beginnings of artificial intelligence. And um, therefore, I also think that these ways of you know, behaving and thinking are really important in the future too. How do we see intelligence? And what is artificial intelligence then? Can there be like a wandering artificial intelligence program? I hope so. You've been listening to Talking Walking, brought to you by Rethinking Cities and the Museum of Walking. In this episode, you've heard from Anna Lurton. If you have any views on this interview or any walking issues, we'd love to hear from you. Just follow the links on the Talking Walking website. We look forward to having you along for future episodes of Talking Walking. Written, recorded and produced by Andrew Stuck of Rethinking Cities Limited, our artwork is designed by Ian Martin of Art Graphics and the music is composed by Simon Sanders of Easy Tronic.